Part seven of Everglades Wild Book by Jean Craighead George. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Ferrari. Part seven. Birds. Illustration: Long-legged wading birds of the glades, freshwater swamps, mangrove swamps, and Florida Bay. Illustration: Black-crowned night heron illustration louisiana heron green heron yellow crowned night heron from the pelican whose mouth can hold more than its belly can to the tiny hummingbird the birds of everglades national park add beauty amusement excitement and drama to the daily scene much more conspicuous than the park's other animals they can be enjoyed with no special effort but a pair of binoculars and a field guide will make bird watching a more rewarding pastime for you many of the park's birds are large and colorful and so tolerant of man's presence that you can observe them closely without the aid of binoculars the anhinga trail and other sites on or near the main park road provide ready access to activity by herons and egrets cormorants gallinules and other species that feed upon the fish frogs and lesser life of the waters the anhinga after whom the park's most popular trail is named is a favorite with visitors it is also called water turkey probably because of its large size and long white-tipped tail feathers a third name snake bird derives from the anhinga's habit of swimming almost totally submerged with its long snaking neck above the surface the anhinga is a skilled fisherman seeking out its quarry by swimming under water it spears a fish with its beak surfaces tosses the fish into the air catches it and gulps it down head first during this activity the anhinga has gotten soaked to the skin for unlike ducks and many other water birds it is not well supplied with oil to keep its plumage dry so following a plunge the anhinga struggles to the branch of a shrub or tree and spreading its wings hangs its feathers out to dry the snail kite one of america's rarest birds flies low over the freshwater marshes its head pointed downward searching for its sole food the polysia snail a sharply hooked beak enables it to remove the snail from its shell more striking in appearance is its cousin, the swallow-tailed kite, aerial acrobat of the hawk family, a migrant that nests in the park in spring and spends the winter in South America. On long pointed wings, this handsome bird eats in the air while holding itself in one place on the wind. In the mangroves, it hunts in an unusual way, skimming over the trees it snatches lizards and other small animals from the topmost branches red-shouldered hawks often seen perching on the treetops beside the park road feed upon snakes and other small animals the fish-eating osprey is another conspicuous resident of the park and its bulky nests will be seen when you take a boat trip into florida bay or the mangrove wilderness the bald eagle, which sadly is no longer common in North America and may soon be exterminated because of pesticide pollution, 
of its fishing waters is still holding out in the everglades region where fifty or so breeding pairs seem to be reproducing successfully illustration little blue heron immature adult illustration great blue heron illustration reddish egret white face illustration wood stork glossy ibis white ibis illustration american common egret snowy egret illustration limpkin american bittern roseate spoonbill the long-legged wading birds of the heron family are so numerous and so much alike in appearance that you will need your bird guide for sure identification the waders are interesting to watch because of the variety of feeding methods particularly amusing are the antics of the reddish egret as it hunts small animals in the shallows of florida bay at low tide it is much unlike other herons in its manner of hunting it lurches through the shallows dashing to left and right as if drunk in pursuit of its prey this clownish survivor of the old plume hunting days exists in florida in very limited numbers since about three hundred species of birds have been recorded in the park this sampling barely suggests the pleasures awaiting you if you plan to spend some time playing the everglades bird watching game reptiles and amphibians everglades most familiar citizen the alligator is looked for by all visitors to the park who may however be unaware that many other kinds of reptiles and a dozen species of amphibians dwell here the american crocodile less common than the alligator and restricted to the florida bay region is a shy and secretive animal seen by few visitors similar in size and appearance to the alligator it is distinguished by a narrower snout and a lighter color its habitat overlaps that of the alligator which prefers fresh or brackish water the turtles of the park include terrestrial freshwater and marine species box turtles are often seen along the roads the soft shell and snapping turtles live in the freshwater areas and are often eaten by alligators loggerhead turtles nest on cape sable beaches otherwise they rarely come ashore their eggs are often discovered and devoured by the abundant raccoons but man has been largely responsible for the loggerhead's increasing rarity although the park has about two dozen species of snakes you may not encounter any of them most are harmless several species of snakes frequent the waterways and it is a mistake to assume that any water snake you see is a moccasin two worth watching for are the everglades rat snake and the indigo snake both handsome and entirely harmless to man the former is a constrictor feeding mostly on rodents the indigo is one of our longest snakes sometimes reaching more than one hundred inches and now in danger of extinction ordinary caution and alertness when walking on trails is advisable but keep in mind that the snakes are not aggressive and that as part of the web of life in the park they are given protection just as are birds and mammals of those close relatives of snakes the lizards the florida anole is most commonly seen 
this is the little reptile sold at circuses as a chameleon it is quite unlike the true chameleon of the old world the so-called glass snake which got its name from its defensive manoeuvre of dropping off its tail which is no longer than the rest of its body and from its snake-like appearance is actually a legless lizard the lizards like the smaller snakes are primarily insectivorous the park's amphibians too are quite inconspicuous the voices of frogs and toads during the breeding season however are part of the everglades atmosphere you will enjoy the nocturnal serenade at egg laying time and it is quite possible to learn to identify species by their songs which are as distinctive as those of birds the green tree frog with its bell-like repeated quink 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 call is abundant and can be seen and heard easily during the breeding season particularly at royal palm hammock and on the anhinga trail the cold-blooded vertebrates including fish amphibians and reptiles play a significant role in the balance of life in the park feeding upon each other and upon lesser animals and in turn being food for larger predators such as herons hawks raccoons and others fishes fishing reserved for the birds says the sign at the beginning of the anhinga trail actually the catching of fish in the fresh waters of the park is an important activity not only for herons anhingas raves and ospreys but also for raccoons mink turtles alligators and bigger fish not surprisingly in the drowned habitats of everglades even the smallest fish are important in the web of life one tiny species the gambusia is of special interest to us this two-inch fish is credited with helping keep down the numbers of mosquitoes by feeding upon their aquatic larvae this accounts for its other name mosquito fish and for its popularity with humans but its services to us are not the measure of the gambusia's importance for it is a link in many food chains in the park's brackish and freshwater habitats beginning with algae we can trace one such chain through mosquito larvae sunfish and bass to end with the alligator we can only guess at the extent of the ecological effects of the loss of a single species such as the little gambusia the larger fish of everglades are the most sought after sport fishermen want to know where to find and how to recognize the many varieties of game fish especially largemouth bass and such famed saltwater and brackish zone species as tarpon snook mangrove snapper and barracuda because of its cycles of flood and drought and the shifting brackish zones however the distribution and the numbers of fish fluctuate greatly in the glades and mangrove regions at times of drought the fish concentrations are particularly evident in mid or late winter sloths that are no longer deep enough to flow pools and other standing bodies of water will have a myriad of gambusia killerfish and minnows larger fish seek the sanctuary of the headwaters of the harney sharp and broad rivers at such times concentrations of bass may be so great 
that the angler may catch his daily limit in a few hours there are no legal limits for the herons and gators as water levels continue to fall salt water intrudes farther inland such species as snook and tarpon move up the now brackish rivers and may be seen in the same waters as bluegills and largemouth bass in some years water levels drop so severely that concentrations of fish are too great for the habitat to support as the surface water shrinks the fish use up the available free oxygen and begin to die the largest expire first the smaller fish seem less vulnerable to depleted oxygen supply even though many tons of fish may perish in such a die-off a few small specimens of each variety survive to restock the glaze when the rains return with no cold season when fish must remain dormant and with a year-round food supply bass and sunfish grow rapidly and reach breeding size before the next drought these fish kills are associated with drought conditions that occur in the ordinary course of events and thus are natural phenomena not to be considered ecological disasters but man's violent upsetting of the drainage patterns of south florida through airport canal and highway construction and other developments can bring about such drastic shortages or even surpluses of water that irreparable damage could be done to the ecology of everglades aquatic communities while fish watching may not be the exciting sport that bird watching is you are the loser if you ignore this part of the life of everglades fish are so abundant in the park that no one has to haul them in on a line to discover them you can hardly miss spotting the larger freshwater forms if you take the trouble to look down into the sloughs ponds and alligator holes identifying the species of fish however is more difficult the voracious-looking florida spotted gar is an exception this important predator on smaller fishes which is in turn a major item in the diet of the alligator is quite easily recognized experienced anglers will spot the largemouth bass and the bluegill sunfish you'll see these and others as you walk on the Empinga trail boardwalk as you watch alligators and other native everglades predators you may get an inkling of how important in the web of life are the prolific fish populations of the sloughs marshes swamps and offshore waters of the park End of part seven.